Episode number two. That's right. Welcome to On the Overrun, the podcast that really tries to create appreciation for cars and the car world and especially the people around the cars because often the reason we like cars is to share, is to to actually experience these kind of experiences around other people, tell stories, just say experiences and share the feeling, share the emotion because that is what cars do. They enhance our life. They are not needed necessarily, but they do enhance our lives. So I'd like to create a bit of appreciation, a bit of passion for why I like these cars and probably why other people also like these cars and just immerse you into the car world and what it has to offer. So first episode of season two, we had a chat about current news, Huracan STO, the Ineos Grenadier getting maybe getting a hydrogen engine, um, some things in the works at the moment. So it was quite a cool one. Um, of course, a bit of a change for me since I'm not doing this season with anybody else. Uh, or ghost. Yes, we will have guests. We will have those experiences. So you won't only see me, which is good for you and me. Um, but it was something new and a bit of a change. But we're getting used to it slowly but surely. So this episode, I wanted to chat about actually a conversation that I and Luke had, or Luke and myself had some time ago, regarding soft tops. And okay, the Petri Cruiser soft top and the Petri Cruiser hot top may have been included in this conversation. But we wanted to have a conversation about what we think about current soft tops, new soft tops, and what are the best looking one of those. Um, so I made a short list of five of the best looking soft tops currently on the market, which I hope you agree with. If you don't, that's also fine. Everybody has his opinions. There might be one or two where you're like, oh, okay, there could have been something else chosen. But hey, if you want to share anything, please share it in the comment section please go chat about it on our instagram just engage with us we'd love to engage with you and um, because as i said that is what this podcast is also about it's about the people it's about sharing those experiences with the people who actually share this passion even if you don't know anything about cars or don't share a passion about cars it's still nice looking at cars um, so you are at the right place don't worry about it um, as I said the structure of this podcast is changing ever so slightly we're doing a bit of a shorter format um, just because we want to make use of be- your time in the best possible way and also forces me to not ramble on so much about irrelevant stuff uh, stuff that are not cars stuff that isn't included in why you're actually here so thank you for joining I do appreciate it I do appreciate your your constant following, even though you're just looking or trying, whatever. Um, thank you for every single piece of engagement, like comment, encouragement, rant. Um, that is what I keep myself busy with. So I want to start off saying that, of course, everyone has their own opinions, but these are the five shortlists I made. They, this is not in order because it was very difficult for me to put it in order. Um, at the end, I might share which one of these is my favorite. Maybe throw, throw a curveball in the works. Um, but let us get started. So first one has to be an Aston Martin. Aston Martin designed some of the best-looking cars of our time. And it's definitely the DBS Superleggera Volante. So DBS Superleggera, it replaced the Vanquish, which is the top-of-the-line V12, basically the top-of-the-line car they're selling at the moment. Um, this is a 6-liter or 5.2-liter V12 twin-turbo, over 700 horsepower, extremely powerful car, uh, very quick from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour. So 
yeah, I must say I haven't seen one of these in real life, but the coupe version looked extremely beautiful and very beefy. But when the soft top came out, I thought to myself, this is actually such a good looking car. Um, with the small soft top at the back, still big rear haunches at the front, still is aggressive. But I really think it's it's color specific. So if you had like a, a darker color, let's say a darker blue, darker red, darker green, those colors make this car absolutely stand out. If it was just in a plain white, the black might not be as much. Um, but I think with all of these that are listed, um, majority of convertibles, I think it comes down a lot to color specification. Um, and often your darker metallic colors work a bit better. Um, yeah, so as I said, DBS Superleggero Volante. I thought of mentioning the DBS Zagato Volante, which is a very limited run. Zagato is a design house which make the most beautiful cars um, or versions of, of road cars that you've seen probably ever. Probably one of my best looking, favorite best looking cars is the DBS. No, yes, the D, no, the, sorry, not DBS Zagato, Vanquish Zagato. I know some of you might be ranting on now. Vanquish Zagato. Um, the Vanquish Zagato shooting brake, which is just a piece of art. I would literally let that car stand in my, uh, uh, in my living room, not even in my driveway. Drive it or not, I don't care. That thing is something to look at. Um, but I'm not going to include it because not a new car necessarily that you can just buy um did i mention these are just new cars anyway these are just new cars um if you go look at all the cars probably like 300 sl something like that old rolls convertibles doesn't count now um but the next car is together with another one on the list a very interesting concept um and i think a bit useless but okay just Bear with me. The Mercedes-AMG GTR Roadster. So why I say useless? This is definitely not a useless car. This is an extremely capable car, um, which you can go extremely illegal speeds in. But why I say it's maybe a bit, I don't know, a bit of a weird concept. It's the fact that the AMG GTR is actually more of a track-focused car, but now you're taking the roof off, which tampers with the structural rigidity um, of the car, when there's no roof, it just bends and screeches and like the body uh, bends a bit easier, which doesn't make it handle as well. So I don't think you buy this car for taking it to the track. Yes, you can, and it will be extremely capable and you'll set good lap times. But I don't think this car is necessarily bought for that reason. I think it's bought because, well, you're one of the 750 chosen ones to be able to buy this car. Um, but also it looks insane. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a stupid thing to put a wing on a convertible car, but it looks awesome <laughs> and I really don't mind. Um, this The GTR, the normal one, and the Roadster is extremely beefy. It just looks angry. When you see one on the road, it just has the like absolute presence, um, which not a lot of Mercedes cars do, um, unfortunately. But it does have a lot of presence and it looks awesome. Yet again, very much color specific in my eyes, but I love this car. Um, Shmi150, a YouTuber, recently bought one. He said he's going to use it as more of a daily driver. Hey, <laughs> nothing is stopping him. I think it's very easy to justify these kind of cars when you have the ability. So I'm glad for these people who buy it because uh, that means we can just be in awe of it. So the next car is 
can you call it a convertible? I don't know, but 718 Spider, Porsche 718 Spider. So this takes the Boxster, which is truly a convertible, and basically takes the mechanical mechanism or the electronic mechanism out of the roof, meaning you have to put it up manually, but still a soft top and still looks unbelievable. Um, Henry Catchpole, who is the uh, the basically the face of Carfection uh, YouTube channel, he described a spider. Well, he described a a speedster sort of version car like this and the 911 speedster, where convertibles now and then you drive it without the roof, but speedsters you now and then drive it with a roof so this car is meant to be driven without it it looks insane without it those rear buttresses or like the flowing back just looks awesome um, and in such a small package i think porsche really accomplished a lot in terms of looks now okay i must say the 911 speedster isn't on this list and you will probably be screaming at me and i'm a massive porsche fanatic so the 911 Speedster looks insane for me, but unfortunately they didn't come on this list. I just think the 718 Spider looks better in terms of what they achieved with the size. And um, the 911 Speedster, I don't know. I just feel the rear is maybe a bit too long to make it that good looking type of car. Um, still a very good looking car, but they didn't make the list of top five. Hey, don't kill me for it. Um, we can have our opinions. But I do think the 718 being a more compact package, being a more compact package as previous Porsches, Speedsters specifically, um, it just fits the ball very well. Um, complaint in terms of driving the 718 Spider, which I have not driven, but some people have. The engine, interesting about this is the engine is not a racing derived, you know, the 911 GT3 um, engine just being put into the Spider. This is actually the current Carrera engine, so the 3-litre um, straight six without a turbo and just bored out to 4 litres. So a bit of lost character. That is the complaints I'm hearing. But still, I don't think you'll complain if you have a 4-litre flat six singing behind you. The next car is uh, another similar type of car like the GTR Roadster. It's called the Huracan Performante Spider. And this thing is just drama, standing still. <laughs> like, I don't think there are many cars or similar to the Huracan or the Aventador, like Lambos, that just, they exude character. They exude drama. And they are just standing still. This thing is looking like a fighter jet pitched forward, big wing at the back, very low front end, what the what the uh, Lamborghini does when they design roadsters or spiders or convertibles is that basically they design the coupe to get the perfect lines and silhouettes, and then just take off the roof and they're like, okay, just has to look like this now. Um, so in terms of ergonomics and fitting inside of it, practically maybe not um, the best convertibles you'll get, but oh my word, is this thing just a stunner in terms of looks. Um, they, yeah, this may be one of my favorites, uh, truly, maybe one of my favorites, just in terms of how it looks. Um, still the 5.2 liter V10, naturally aspirated, you'll find in non-performante, but just more character. Yet again, like the GTR Roadster, you're not going to buy this to take it on the track. You're going to buy the coupe to take on the track. This thing you buy for Sunday drives, for rallies, for south of France, for beach drives, canyon drives, um, just 
taking in more of the experience of driving this car because more sound you just taking the roof of a car is just something else it just adds another element to driving and explains in a lot of ways why we enjoy driving so much so well done <laughs> lambo with that design in terms of looks it's awesome practicality probably not um you won't be taking this on a weekend away you'll probably taking another car also to fit some bags either way next car controversial i know will you agree probably not but i am absolutely in love and luke will know this with the mazda mx5 or as the americans called it the miata uh, probably not, not like that but the mx5 is actually the best selling convertible on the market I think there is over a million, it's something like 1.1 million sales of the MX-5 over the years, over like 25, 26 years of this car being in the making. Um, it is a very, very small car as a 1.5 or 2 liter engine, not a lot of power, something like 100 kilowatt plus minus, but it's all about driving enjoyment. Some people, a lot of people, a lot of car enthusiasts actually dub this the best sports car ever. Okay, 911 was probably better, but a sports car is, in terms of the weight balance, in terms of the wheelbase, in terms of um, the size of it, in terms of driving enjoyment, this provides all at a very, very reasonable um, package in terms of price. And I just think for such a attainable car, um, it really looks awesome. And I think Mazda did well to design. The previous MX-5s just look average in terms of this one or in relation to this one. So I really think Mazda um, did very well for the design of this MX-5. You probably won't agree with me, but I think it really looks good. Looks like a small shark on the road. Um, very nippy, awesome car to drive. But then again, this is all about looks, not necessarily driving now. Um, but well done, Mazda. I really, really like what you've done with the MX-5, and that's probably why it's been so popular over the years. So I want to throw a small curveball. Um, this is not a new car, but there are versions of this car that you can get new or like new, probably never been used, not even a 1,000 miles on the clock. And this is the Mercedes uh, 300SL, 1960s car, of course, you know this car for the gullwing doors, but this one has no roof. The lines, the the haunches, the front wings, the lights, the rear, how it's so simple and short, and the clean lines, probably my favorite convertible in terms of looks. Then again, not really a new car, but if you buy one now at the highest and highest end of the market, it will probably be like new. Um but doesn't count in this. So to recap, I believe DBS Superleggera Volante, AMG GTR Roadster, 718 Spider, Performante Spider, and then the MX-5s are the best looking convertibles you can buy new today. Agree? I don't know. Yeah, I can find out. Please comment what you think would probably be a better looking convertible on the market. There's still the Vantage, there's still the Rolls-Royce Dawn, there's still the GTC uh, from Bentley. So there are multiple options, but this is my take on it. What do you think? Um, but thank you for joining. Thank you for joining for this episode number two of season two. Hope you had a good one. Enjoy it.